0: Okay, welcome to this week's episode of hashtag leadership what's on your mind a series to make you think about your leadership journey and add value and make you to make you think differently and open up your perspectives by sharing lots of great people's perspectives and their stories about their journey. So today we're going to speak to Joe Finity. Hi, Joe, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Stu. Thank you. Yeah, really good.
0: Thanks for joining me this morning. I know Joe from networking online and um, we got introduced and now I, I see you on a regular basis and we've had some great chats. Um so we've got 20 minutes to dig into your leadership journey. Um I'm going to start the clock, but if you start with just telling everybody who doesn't don't know who you are about a little bit about who you are, where you are from, what your business is and then um, off you go.
1: Okay. Thank you. So based on the whirl and, i have worked in recruitment for nearly 30 years now i started Finity recruitment seven years ago um on the back of um me being a going networking as an employee of of other agencies and sometimes in in a room full of um businesses i was the only employee and everyone else were were business owners and they were saying why haven't you got your own business oh and i was like oh well, I've never been surrounded, my, my friend, none of my friends and family had their own business, so it wasn't the um, alien to me really. I put business owners on a pedestal, thought, oh, could never do that. Um, but they all convinced me that I could and so I did. And so, um, so yeah, I started seven years ago and that's gone really well and um, I set up an additional business four weeks ago, which is JF Coaching and HR Services Limited, which, which um, works really well with JF Recruit. And um, yeah, there you go.
0: Awesome. So lots of things going on there. And, and I know you've got a journey and a story to tell. And, and 20 minutes is almost not enough, I can imagine. Uh, so my, one of my first questions I ask people is, are you aware of when your leadership journey started?
1: oh that's interesting it was probably when i was playing in the back alleys of my house when i was about seven or eight and we used to arrange um sports and rounders and teams and i would be the always be the one that you do that you do that you do that was a good delegator only child don't know where that came from though, delegation. I just think it's great to collaborate and get, if you can get people to do stuff for you with a smile, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. And so <laughs> it's all about, um, you know, collaboration and, and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, I would I'd say at a very, very early age.
0: Okay. And do you think, what, what do you think? Uh, talk a little bit about your environment growing up but if it started that early where did that then lead to and, and what was that environment like
1: well i think when you're the when you're the only child you have to make your own fun you have you spend a lot of time um thinking and planning and you have to make a lot of friends because there's nobody to hide behind and i remember you know going to butlins when i was little um every year and we would get there and then my mum and dad would say, you know, off you go and I'll go, okay, and off I went. Made lots of new friends very easily. Mm -hmm. I always have been able to make friends easily Um, and I would be out all day with different people and then, you know, return at five or six for, for dinner. And then we would go to events in the evening and I would, I would want to get involved in the competitions and go up on stage and stuff. So this willingness to perform and this willingness to push myself out of a comfort zone, um, because you have to,
0: Mm.
1: and I've always had that drive. of you've just got to do it, just do it. And see what happens because if you don't do it you don't never know what happens do you
0: yeah do you know what i have talked quite recently about a word that i've had to learn since i left the military and it's that procrastination I, it was almost i never knew about this word or this thing until i left the military and it, it seems to be quite a big thing and like you said a lot of the time is go and do something rather than nothing that's one of the things that i talk about in the fitness side of things and also in business and leadership um so Tell us a little bit about your leadership and your experience of being employees and, and that, like that, the next journey of where you were going.
1: I was, um, in a work situation, I was never the type of person that would sit and gossip about other people or get involved with clicks. I was always quite on my own because, um, I knew what I needed to do. I I knew I needed to work hard and be the best employee. I was always called the blue eyed girl (laughs) in businesses because I worked harder than anybody else. I wanted to succeed. I wanted to be the best. And I got promoted quite quickly. I got you know, offers to do team leader and management. And Joe, will you just, Joe, will you just, will Joe, will you, can you just manage and can you just manage? And I'll be like, don't even know how to. They'll say, you learn, you learn, I'll go, learn as you go. And I did learn as I went, because you have to throw yourself in and you can read all the books there are out there. You could read a thousand, a million business books, a million books on leadership. But at the end of the day, you've just got to throw yourself in and see what works for you and adapt your own style. And you soon find out what works and what doesn't. When you get feedback from your team. Mm. And I'm always about collaboration with the team. So it's like, how do you know how they're feeling if you don't ask them? And I always wanted my teams to be on board with their own ideas. So I would say, well, what, what do you want out of this? So how are we going to make that happen? How are you going to make it happen? And then you come to, together at the end of the month, the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the year, and they own what they've, they've said that they'll do. And if they haven't done what they said they were going to, which you've both agreed on, then they automatically come to you with the solution to what they're gonna do next to make it better. So it makes, your, makes my job as a, as a manager or leader or, or however you wanna call it, um, just a little bit simpler because they own it from the start.
0: Because
1: mm. I, I make myself accountable to a lot of people, to my accountant. So I say to like, I'm gonna make this amount a month, JF Recruit is gonna make this amount of money this year. And I and I log it and I, against each week, against each month, and I'm thinking I'm not on target here, I'm not on target, what am I gonna do? Mm. So it's all accountability, but it's communication, communication, communication.
0: Yeah, um, I like that where you mentioned about the, the feedback and you mentioned the end of the day, the end of the week, end of the month, end of the year. There's lots of people. And again, through the 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 old fashioned, I'm going to say old fashioned thing about those annual reports and those like, that's so, but there's the amazing how many people are still in the mindset of that and and only wait for certain trigger points to give feedback or to talk. And you mentioned some great, two great things there that I'm really passionate about, talking. And actually, if you talk, you get the feedback anyway. And And again, it links to that environment, doesn't it? What environment are you creating to have that ability to talk and get feedback at the same time.
1: Exactly. It's all about communication. Well, everything in life is about communication, isn't it? Yeah. You what? look at any news event, and you know that I don't watch the news much because I don't want to feel down and depressed, basically. Yeah. I want to go feel, feel down and depressed, I'll go and seek it elsewhere, you know? Yeah. I choose to be happy so I don't surround myself with any news or any people that are, you know, have a negative mindset. So. Um, you know, at the end, end of the day, it's all about communication and you see what's going on in the world. It's always a lack of communication. It always equals a lack of communication. And you see what's happening with the, um, with employees and, and employers at the moment on redundancies and, and um, communication within within business it all goes down to a lack of communication. It's quite simple really, isn't it? When you think about it, just have a conversation and be honest and open.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna say say one of my terms that I've sort of coined since I left the military. And I would like your thoughts on either whether you fitted into this category at some point in your journey or what you see out there from others is that I sat down after a year and I was like, well, what have I seen from my sort of military bubble head to like what I've been sort of planted into. And one of the big key things was lots of people are busy being busy and they're just doing stuff and there's no direction and focus. What, what's your kind of experience of that either personally, or what do you see that in the, in the business world?
1: Well, I can only talk about me, can't I really? Um, and what I do that works for me. So I keep very, I keep very laser focused on the outcomes, because I have outgoings for the business and outgoings to my personal life. Um, I don't have anybody to fall back on. So you know, my personal life, um, all the bills that what I pay, I pay. So I pay my own mortgage, I own my own house, and and all the outgoings is is down to me. So my business has to succeed to give me the lifestyle that I want. And however much you, you know, you can put, I can put a pin in, pin in and say, right, I want to earn this much, this much, this much, that's going to equal that into my bank account. And I focus on that. So I start, I start with the money. And that, that's, um, that's my motivation, that's my focus. So I've got a vision board in front of me up here, that I look at all day and right in the middle, it says pound sign equals freedom now freedom to me is freedom to do what i want to do whatever i want whenever i want if i if i died tomorrow right i would have no regrets about anything there's nothing that's lingering for me to do no conversations that i need to have i could um, go quite happily and go do you what? i've had a great ride great ride i've done exactly what I want to do I've had great relationships, I've got a great business, I've got great staff, you know, everything is brilliant, but stick another million pounds into my bank account, and I will be travelling more, I will be playing golf more, I would have more staff in the team, um, JF Recruit, um, it would just give me more money to build JF Recruit, because I'm going to franchise that business. And... Um, and then also allows that to run and run and run. And then I can also look at the coaching and the redundancy seminars that we're doing and the one-to-one business coaching that I do and, and career career coaching and mentoring. And I love doing that as well. So I, I love JF Recruit. I love the the, um, the coaching and the redundancy seminar um, business. and um, And yeah, but money is the focus. So money is, is just gives me what I want to do in the long term
0: yeah do you know what you, when you were talking then it made me laugh because I, I look I think about different concepts and, and things to think about but it's amazing when you said about money because that's so important isn't it a lot of people sometimes shy away from the money side of it but I was watching something last night and it, you know when they go on to like tv crime dramas and stuff they, they say I'll oh, follow the money because you'll find them and that, that's like, it just reminded me to think when you said like that, because some people forget not to focus on the money, because then that gives you laser focus, like you said. It gives you motivation. And again, everybody's different. But it leads on to one of my other questions. So I always enjoy speaking to you because you're so laser focused and so positive and so kind of bubbly, which I love because I like surrounding myself with people like that. I'm going to ask you to think back to a challenge that you've had in leadership but also to then encourage you to stay on them not that you need any encouragement to stay on the the positive side but some of the lessons that maybe came from that because it's that old thing of there's no such thing as failure there's opportunities to learn and that kind of go and do something because at least you'll know something even if it doesn't work at least you know it doesn't work so what are your thoughts on that or your your experiences when things have been a little bit challenging and some of the lessons you've learned
1: okay I've had loads of challenges. I've had loads of times when it hasn't gone the way that I thought it would. Mm. I could give you a hundred examples, right? There isn't just one, there's loads. But the big one, the big one, took me out of recruitment for four years.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Tell me (laughs) about it.
1: I was like, I was working for, Link recruitment, which became Spring Personnel. I was offered a Chester branch manager role and I took that branch from zero in the league table, you know, right at the bottom. And we, um, within two years, we were at the top of the league table, making more money than all the other branches. We beat Manchester, we beat Liverpool, we beat Blackburn. Right. So I was on a high, I was like, I'd I'd recruited my own team into the, into that, that business. Into that, into that branch now. We had an amazing team. We just all went for it, made a tonne of money. And then I was headhunted to go and be branch manager to for Kelly Services in Liverpool. And um, I left on so much of a high that I went for the money. I went for a 10K increase in basic because what I'd done for the previous company, they weren't prepared to give me that extra money, but Kelly Services were. Um, and I walked in and I thought, I'm going to change this, change this, this branch and blah, blah. blah. And you know what? It was really hard. It was harder than I thought because they didn't know me. There was no respect for me because, you know, they just didn't, didn't know me. And I had to really try hard to um, get them on my side. And I went around. about it the wrong way, totally went about it the wrong way which led me to leave the position quite quickly and i said i can't do it i can't do it so i'd left on a big high from spring went to kelly didn't work out and i thought do you know what i'm no good at management i can't do it anymore i can't do it completely the story that i was telling myself was you are awful joe what what were you thinking of what were you thinking of going to a big national agency like kelly then i walked into a deco got a job with a deco as a consultant because i didn't really want a management job then i just just didn't want to know because I just doubted myself then I wasn't as good as what I thought I was. (laughs) So I went to a deco, did a year there and I realized that a deco were a great company, but I didn't want to work for a massive big corporate because I would like to make an impact in a smaller organization. Yeah, That's where I get my buzz. You know, I like starting stuff from scratch Mm. and doing really well. Yeah. Um, and I just felt as if I was lost, Decca deca were great, but I just, it just wasn't right for me. And I thought, do you know what, I'm gonna go, go and do something else because um, I've always wanted to appear on stage and do shows and singing and dancing. And there was an opp- opportunity to do um, shows with like a local Ellesmere Port Light Operatic Society. And I thought, I'm just gonna have a little bit of a chill. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to take a day job that's in the call center. That's a no brainer job that I don't have to think about. And I am going to um, look after me for a while with no pressure, no management, no leadership, just do the job But everywhere I went on the day job. Because I registered with about 30 agencies and, the room room, and they were like, come and work for us. And I was like, don't want recruitment, don't suck me in to recruit. <laughs> I'm, going back. I'm bruised, I'm bruised and battered. Give me a, a no-brainer job. I'm not saying that a customer says it's a no-brainer, but I didn't want a management job. I didn't want a leadership job. I just wanted an, an easy job that I didn't have to think about, you know. And um, so I did that for like about three years, three or four years, and it was great. But everywhere I went, I was offered a management job.
0: Mm
1: a leadership job joe please manage these staff joe because he could say i could do it but i just didn't want to i just was scared yeah. and then four years later i got sucked back into recruitment by one of my mates who said to come and be our office manager and i was like no i said you won't be doing recruitment you just manage in the office as like, i don't want to manage staff should you be fine i was like i know but i don't want to do it. anyway i went did it and then i got sucked back into recruitment i was like i want to be a recruiter again and i got the buzz back mm. and then you know eight years later I set up my own business what's Fantastic. that all about? so yeah so i've i've come across i don't like to say fail because yeah. it was always a journey and life is a journey you learn as you go along and you know at the end of the day at the end of the, you want to be a bit fast and bruised because i haven't met anyone that, but almost anyone that hasn't gone through a challenge, everyone goes through challenges. It's just how you manage it. And sometimes you just have to come away from the pressure a bit, work on yourself and your own mindset and look after yourself and then go back in again. So I've done a lot of work on, my, on myself. I've got a life coach. I've got a therapist. and I do meditation. I do loads of walks. I do loads of fitness. I've got I've still got a couple of stones to lose, but... At the end of the day i am all i am a work in progress and always will be this it's i'm never going to be the finished article because i'll always want more and more and more because that's my drive
0: yeah i love that and we've only got like literally about 10 seconds left Hi. It's a great timing <laughs> i wanted to ask you a couple more questions but i'll tell you what, i'm going to turn that off because that's brilliant to know because not a lot of people again I talk about success and we talk about modeling excellence and going out there and surrounding yourself with great people. It's really nice to hear some of the challenges that people have gone through. But as you said, it's part of their journey. And that's one of the things I'm really passionate about. Everybody has a story. It's their unique story, but you can get so much value from listening to these stories that, uh, then you you look at your story and think, well, actually I'm going through that right now, or, I need to look for these challenges and stretch myself and, and increase that comfort zone. So um, so Joe, that, that's 20 minutes gone. <laughs> it goes quick, doesn't it? So Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Um, people who are listening, um, make sure that you are, either you're watching us on our YouTube channel or you're listening to us on your podcast provider. Make sure you subscribe, follow, make sure you get ready for next week's episode that comes out at six o'clock on Wednesday every week. And we've got some great um, guests lined up for you. And Joe leaves me the last final thing. Just say thank you so much for your time, for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you in the next couple of weeks. Woo! See you soon. See you next thank week, everybody. You. Bye.